going to learn another letter that Rebbe sent to all the Jewish people from 1987. Um, this letter also begins with the same theme that we've been learning the last two days, the idea of the frenzied haste Jewish people left Egypt with. And we're learning about how when the letter that was sent in 1986, how there has to be a frenzied haste both in regards to dispelling the negatives inside us and in regards to uh, our belts on, our shoes on, and our um, walking staff in hand regarding our, our, uh, our personal perfection and our influence and our immediate and uh, more distant surroundings. Let's not go to this letter. Ah, it's, it's, it's not right to call to, to say on the eleventh of this and another letter of the Rebbe. Doctor Bressman, yes, there's a letter of the Rebbe. Hey, the, the Rebbe sent a letter. Great, let's read it right now. <laughs> okay, this letter was sent on Friday, Parshas Tzav Shabbos Agodol, eleventh of Nissan. And the heading there notes the eleventh of Nissan is the day of the the offering of the prince to the tribe of Asher, to the sons and daughters of Israel wherever they are. God bless you all. Greetings and blessings. In continuation to the letter that was sent on Friday, um, that the Friday of the Shabbos that blessed the month of Nisan, which is the 25th day of Adar, um, in which we spoke about the idea of the alacrity, the frenzied haste, which is connected with the holiday of Passover and with leaving Egypt, which this is one of the special themes in which uh, Passover is distinct over all other holidays. And this is also highlighted in the name of the holiday, Pesach, which means to jump over. And the main point uh, in the above-mentioned letter was expressed in the idea of having alacrity in holy things in our daily Jewish life, according to Teremitsis. That was the um, theme of the letter before. So on that note, it's 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 appropriate to add a few points. We spoke many times that the Torah permeates all matters of this world. As our sages taught us, God looked in the Torah to create the world. So God, so to speak, looked into his Torah, and with that, he created the world. That means that the Torah is, so to speak, the blue plans for, for which the, from which the world was created, and the world exists. And this is more clearly seen, openly and clearly, in Jewish in the Jewish world, in the world of every Jew in a personal love. Which is, by the way, if a, uh, why it's impossible to think that you know there's something in the world that could uh, prevent me from doing the Torah, because the whole Torah, uh, the whole world was created based on Torah. Actually, it was just so recently a, um, uh, a, a a point that I made on another occasion, which was people think that life is more important than Torah. Because the Torah itself says that you're supposed to um, look over all, li- all, all laws of the Torah in order to save someone's life. So I said, actually, that's not, uh, oh, that's not really accurate. The, the more accurate way of saying it would be that the Torah itself says to look over the laws of the Torah. Not that the, the, there's something more important than the Torah. The Torah itself says 
that life overrides the other laws of the Torah, guarding your life. So there can't be anything uh, in the world that contradicts Torah. But also, this uh, point uh, explains why Judaism is so holistic. And it's not like uh, you know relegated lahavs like other religions to one place. Uh, that's the place you worship God. To one day, that's a place. The day you worship God. But the Torah is a blueprint for creation. So therefore, Judaism is, is holistic. It covers every every facet of our lives. And and as I just mentioned, it's not just in the uh, in the uh, in the macro Jewish people as a whole, but also in every Jew's life individually. Um, I'm going to send you the letter. I'm just paraphrasing from the Yiddish today. Uh, I sent to you. Okay. Um, so this. This explains. Oh, this is just what this, this is the point I was trying to say. This explains why all matters and all details of daily life of a Jew are connected to Torah and its commandments, and how much more so. Holy days like Shabbos and, and holidays, and the preparations for those days, and especially everything which is associated with Passover, the first and the most important of all holidays. So, so the reason why we have everything associated with Judaism, everything we do is, Jude, is Jewish, is because the Torah is the blueprint for our lives. So, this connection is also expressed practically through doing the mitzvahs and observing. The Jewish customs, which are also considered Torah, customs which were accepted by all the Jewish people, customs of a a, a group, a large group of the Jewish people, or customs of a holy community of the Jewish people. Guarding Passover, there's an emphasis on alacrity and a frenzied haste. So we see, for example, how Jews, and especially Jewish uh, women, Balbustus, and uh, children and boys and girls, they throw themselves into the preparations for, of Passover with days and days before. <laughs> Thank you. And even um, there are so, and, and even those Jews who have this custom to move to a Passover home on Passover, they still find a tremendous amount of things to prepare for. Uh, Regarding Passover and and they and they and they do this with great alacrity. Even those who are going over, you know, to let's say to a Pesach retreat or to have a Pesach home, they find lots of things to do to prepare for Passover. It's not just oh, let's you know we're, we're, we're just going there. They just make the other people who are actually preparing for Passover jealous. Anyways, so um, I'm not jealous. I love preparing my home. Okay, anyways, let's move on. <laughs> um, so so. There are two points which were most lately um, emphasized, both in the Rebbe's speaks, talks and the Rebbe's writing. They are as follows. There are three signs of a Jew. Jews are, the Talmud says, Jews are bashful, Jews are merciful, and Jews are kind. So this is not limited to and connected to a specific place or a specific time when a, a true bashful person, his bashfulness is expressed in the way he acts everywhere and every minute. The same is also with someone who is a merciful person, someone who is a kind person. If you're a merciful person, you're a kind person, not just a certain place, certain time. You know, now I'm kind. <laughs> you got me, I, I, of course I'm kind. That's what I do. 
a, 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 if you're bashful, merciful, or kind, you're always bashful, merciful, merciful and kind. So just like we were saying before about keeping Torah, that, that Torah is something we, that we do holistically, because the, the, our world was created by Torah, so too we talk about our, the attributes the Jewish people possess. Mercy, it's something which is holistic, which permeates our, all of every experience. Regarding the second point about the month of Nisan, uh, we have emphasized how this month, the month of redemption, is connected with the complete redemption, the redemption of the future, the last redemption on the eternal redemption. And Torah says about this redemption that there's going to be a time of a set time uh, when things will become very clear. Uh, in the end of days, things will become very clear um, and purified and uh, refined. So we see in our time that we're living in a time where these signs that the Torah mentions of the end of days um, with very unusual events and developments and in many different areas and directions. We see this in both in the, in the area of the good. We see how there is an unusual uh, strength and alacrity um, in, in good things, and also in not desirable things, which need to be refined and purified, uh, we see also until perfected. So in all of these things, they're all hap- they all happen, and they're continuously happening in a way of, of a frenzied haste, with... Um, with, with suddenness and with lack of preparation. We see this, in short, we see this is a time of, uh, where, where things become clear and we're seeing this, 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 uh, the, these developments, both in the area of good and the area of the negative, that things are happening very quickly and very suddenly, very dramatically. And these are, uh, so the month of redemption, the beginning of the month of Nisan, and the day before Passover, and so these, these days come now. The, day, the month of Nisan comes. The, the holiday of Passover comes. And it reminds us that we are now in the time of leaving Egypt, leaving exile, the last refinements to refine the... What is, to, to clarify what is chametz, to, to, to actually clarify what is chametz and what is matzah, and to take out as soon as possible the chametz as the Torah says, with the light of a candle, with, which the light of the candle means the light of your neshama. The, as the Torah says, the candle of God is the soul of man. So we have to look by, by also we have to look for in ourselves even the hidden chametz, and to take it out of ourselves, and to nullify it, and, I have nullified, and to, to, to eradicate all that is the opposite of goodness and holiness to get rid of it. That's when the month of, of Nisan comes to remind us it's time to, 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 there's lots of developments, lots of changes, and the negative and the positive. So we have to take a candle, take our neshama, and look for all the negatives inside of ourselves, even things that are hidden, and to uh, eradicate it and to turn everything out, over to goodness and holiness. There needs to be, um, to strengthen by ourselves, and around, and, and not just ourselves, but those around us, and in the world around us, the idea of alacrity and holiness and light, this frenzied hastened of, 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 in a good way, 
um, has to be something we have taken effort to to not just in ourselves but in those around us, our immediate surroundings, in the world around and the world. And in, furthermore, to speeden up the complete goula through Mashiach Zakenu. Okay, um, and ever continues and gives a blessing. The blessing is uh, generally the, in the Rebbe's letters on the 11th of Nisan, the Rebbe noted also um, a connection to his Tehillim for that year. And the he, he, a prayer that the Rebbe concludes with usually is associated with something that, that, that uh, all of us are praying for when we say the Rebbe's Tehillim. So here is the blessing. This should speeden up the complete oath of Mashiach as we, as we pray the prayer of David together with the sweet singer of Israel. King David, each of us prays. Uh, King David said, uh, uh, I am poor and I am impoverished. Even though David was the king, he, he was still a, a, a person who was a bishon, a person who was embarrassed and felt with absolute truth, he felt with absolute, without absolute, absolute conviction, the truth of truth, he felt, although he was a king, that he's a poor man, that he's impoverished. And he asked by Hashem, guard my soul. That means, when he asked God, guard my soul means take away, take, protect me from the negative. And he said to God, save your servant. That means, help me do the right thing too, help me do good. And, and this is, and his request was, this should be in the, in the fullest measure, the perfection, until he said to God, make happy the soul of your servant. So it begins with the prayer of David, David saying this about, and he's not just he's saying this, but all of us are connected to David, as the Torah says, David's a sweet singer of Israel, so he said on behalf of each of us, and what's his request? His request is that uh, I'm poor. He recognized, although he was a great king, that he's missing something. He's, and what he was missing, he felt absolutely poor. And therefore he asks God, guard my soul, help me to stay away from the negative. And save your servant, help me do the right thing. And, and, and make the soul of your servant joyful. Free the soul of your servant, that we should serve God with joy and gladness of heart. I heard a story, I don't know how accurate the story is, this is the story I heard, just the point of the story. But someone asked, the Rebbe told someone once, um, people, no one ever asked me, how can I always say joy and gladness of heart? Why, what's, what's the second adjective for? So the Rebbe said, gladness of heart means to take it easy. Okay. So, we, and this is something that we ask for not only for ourselves, we also ask for the world at large. As in the, in the next line of the prayer, we say, may all the nations that you have created Come and bow down before you. And this is hastened through our deeds and our efforts um, to fulfill the commandment of God, the language of Maimonides. Meshur Abenu commanded us in the name of from God that we should we should coerce all people of the world to keep the laws that the children of Leach were commanded. We're supposed to uh, in the times that we have a, uh, a a dominion in the world, we're commanded to put that as law, as legis- leg- to make that, uh, to legislate the laws of Noah as a law. And uh, as I mentioned on many occasions, that even though um, this wasn't possible to be done throughout most of history, but now it's possible through friendly 
through friendly conversations with Gentiles to inspire them to keep the seven laws of Neach. So the Hashem should help and give success in all the preparations for Passover, including those which were mentioned in this letter and the letter before, should be done in a way, should be accomplished in a way that they should uh, impact openly all days of the year and all matters. And as the Torah says, in all your ways you should know God, and all your deeds you should do for the sake of God. And in a way of, of, of a frenzied haste, in a way of alacrity, and this alacrity, this holy alacrity that we all have here, this will cause measure for measure to bring down the alacrity of the time of the end of days. And immediately, as the Torah says about Egypt, that God did not lead the Jewish people in Egypt the t- even an extra blink of an eye. So we have the Geula. As the Torah says, that just like God did miracles for us, God says, just like the days you left Egypt, God says, I will show you wonders again. In the Trumpli Geula, to Mashiach Sekeinu, speedily in Ardez Mamish, with a blessing to succeed in all the above, and wishing a kosher and joyous Pesach. So, um, let's try to recap this uh, this letter and see what the point is. Um, The first point there makes is that the Torah is the blueprint of not just the world, but the blueprint of each of our lives. And therefore, um, that's why Jews don't just like, you know, have every single Jewish event is a, is a religious event. Even having breakfast is a religious event. You know, whatever you do is you do according to the Torah. Um, and so therefore, the... Um, Especially, this is true on on holy days that it's there, there's there's a um, on these holy days there is a um, especially Passover which is, which is the, the the head of all holidays um, there is this um, there is a, a feeling of how how everything is permeated and saturated with what the Torah wants us to do so what is the the special emphasis of the holiday of Passover the emphasis is is the alacrity. And we see that people don't just celebrate Passover when it comes in, but there's an alacrity and there's a frenzied haste. People are preparing for Passover days and days and days before. So, and and just like regarding the the Torah's um, being the, the blueprint of our lives, so too the Torah's signs that it gives to the Jewish people aren't just signs that, that, that are expressed on various occasions, but the Torah calls us bashful people and merciful people and kind people. That's something which is which 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 affects every facet of our lives. If you're only kind in some places, you're not really kind. Like, like the famous uh, teaching of the Pilish Tadikin that says that there's a certain bird called a chasida, and she why is called chasida? The Talmud says because she does kindness with her friends and shares her, f- her food with her friends. So why is she not kosher? So so the tzaddikim say because she's only kind to her friends. That's not that's not kindness. <laughs> if you're kind just to your friends, it's not kindness. Anyway, so. So, um, so that's um, that's the first point. The first point: the Jewish people ha- are, have to have these these attributes, and, 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 and they have to be our own attributes, not just things that we do in special places and times. I'm kind when you're nice to me, kind of thing. No, and then there's another point that um, the month of Nisan has a special relevance to uh, what's happening in the world. The, the, in the world, we see developments, and things are becoming clearer. Things are moving. There's dramatic change in the world, both in the negative and the positive. And uh, and what and what the month of the redemption tells us, what the holiday of Passover tells us, is 
that um, we're, we're, it's time for us to do the same thing in ourselves. We're about to leave the exile. As we see all these developments are a sign that we're about to leave the exile, we have to, we have to take a candle, to take the candle of our neshama, and to look for all the negative in ourselves. And you see that the, the, things are becoming clear in the world. You know, at other occasions I've spoke about how, what this means, that you see kind of, kinds of evil. They're never before known to be evil. Um, and you see also goodness that there's never before, people never, never saw such, such goodness in the history. Uh, they pointed out, for example, um, his, his teacher, the Raghat Shavagoyen, uh, he, he's a mind of, 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 it hasn't been such a mind that was said in, in, in a millennia. So, um, so, so we see a developments both in, in revelation of, of, um, of uh, in, in good and the negative. So this teaches us on a personal level, things are coming clear. It's time to clarify things in ourselves. It's time to take the candle, candle means a neshama, and to look with our neshama in ourselves to find the chametz, and to get rid of the chametz in ourselves and transform it to matzah. And not just in ourselves, but do this in the world at large, and this will bring the brachas down. The brachas that, that, that we ask for, that Hashem should uh, help us do the right thing and stay away from the wrong things, and to uh, make the servant, make the, make the soul of your servant joyful, and the and the whole world should be transformed to serve Hashem. That's the, I think that's the uh, and the conclusion of the bracha that, that we should do this have this alacrity and all the preparations for Passover, with uh, and everything we're doing should be done in a way of of, of a frenzied haste with an alacrity, and this will bring God's alacrity to bring us Mashiach. Yeah. Yes. That's a that's that's a great question. I was thinking about it myself. Um, I think that um, getting rid of the chametz, we know what it means, right? right. It could be that the Rebbe is referring to. Um, oh, excuse me. You know what? Hold on. No, actually, I read it wrong. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> to take out of yourself all that's opposite of goodness and holiness. I read it wrong. Doesn't say, he, he says to, to look for the hidden chametz and to take out of yourself all that's all that's the opposite of holiness. There is there is a concept of using chametz and goodness that's in, in a good way, and that's not for the holiday of Pesach. Now is the time to get rid of the negative. Uh, thank you for thank you for pointing it out. Wow. But you have to figure out what's chametz and matzah in yourself. That needs your neshama to find it out. L'chaim, l'chaim. Well, that would be terrible if I would have, you know, left it. That's for all here with the